Hello there, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and shows that accompany those universes. Today, we will be traveling to a galaxy far, far away to talk on Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I'm not here to talk on that show alone. With me, as always, joining me are my two loyal co-hosts. They are the gentlemen who help keep the lights on and help make this show the show it is for you all today. First off, we have Mr. Ethan Wensloff joining us all the way from a galaxy far, far away. Ethan, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm feeling super fulfilled because for some reason my boss, he gave me a pin this morning at work. And I don't know what that's about, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, he just gave you a pin. Yeah, he gave me gave <laughs> like, me a pin. You know, was there? And he called me the Grand Inquisitor. I don't know what the deal, <laughs> I don't know what the deal that is, but we'll we'll see. Very nice. Also joining us, you heard his laugh there, just as we were going through all of that. Mister Micah Hat. Micah, how are you doing today? Oh, yeah, I'm doing good. I I thought I'd thought I beat my master today, but in fact, he bested me. Very nice. And we're gonna, that is like the key crux that everyone's talking about right now and how it's going to relate to the final episode. But we'll get into it, boys. But before we do get into it, make sure you leave a like, you comment, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You go to Spotify and Apple Music if you're listening on there and you leave us a review. It would be greatly appreciated. We appreciate all your support, so that would be awesome if you guys could do that. But gentlemen... Let's hit the hyperdrive and head over to the Star Wars galaxy. I can see him in my mind's eye. The fight is done. We lost. Stay hidden. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Episode 5, I should say Part 5, premiered just today. This podcast actually will be up tomorrow, but today we are recording Wednesday night, gentlemen. And I will say, I said this on the last podcast, and I said, I am prepared to fully eat my words if the last two episodes are good. We haven't seen the last episode, but we have seen the fifth episode. And while I can say that I didn't fully eat my words, I had a small serving because genuinely, I think this episode was a huge, a huge step up from episode four last week. But those are my thoughts. I'll get more in depth, but I wanna hear your thoughts first. Micah, what did you think of part five? Well, going into this episode, you know, we had part three. Uh, you've heard our thoughts on part three. Go back to episode three if you haven't heard it yet. It was a great episode. Um, but this week we were, I, I thought that we were going down a path that I just couldn't follow. But now uh, I think we're getting into where the fun begins, man. <laughs> Very nice. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. Well, so specifically, if there, if there was a moment you could pinpoint in this episode, out of the many moments that we could possibly pinpoint, because there's there's a really a lot of good in this episode, what would be your crux of where you found the most enjoyment, or where the fun began, as you put it? This is how they should have used Reva. The whole show. 
the whole show, this is what she should have been. She should have been this this conflict between Obi-Wan and Reva, and he's trying to convince the, her to work together to defeat Anakin. This plot twist should have happened in episode one or two, I feel. Because mm. this is where the show is peak for me, is seeing Reva and Obi-Wan working towards the same goal, but not on the same side. That's that's kind of where I stand. And they that. never really even do. Like, you can... Even at the moment where, I mean, spoilers, we know, I mean, you know how this goes. We go into spoilers, full in-depth, but when they're talking right between the door that's right in between them, mm. which is metaphorical in a way, there's something that's blocking them from truly connecting, always, they never really do, even though they are, as you say, trying to do the same thing. Kenobi even says it. We want the same thing. Do we, she said? Oh, yeah, do we want to kill it's, it's really interesting, and I really agree with you. This should have been done... Honestly, a lot of things in this, this episode... This interaction should have been episode one or two. The yeah. first time we see Reva. Yes. And oh, that was episode two, wasn't it? When she revealed to him that it was Anakin as Darth Vader. Yep. That's, that was my thoughts. Yeah. Honestly, a lot in this episode should have been in the whole show. And we'll get to it. But, Mr. Wensloff, what did you think of part five? You know, I, I watched it this morning before work. I really enjoyed it. And then I got home, watched it again... Ooh. Took some notes on it, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think I can say that this is my favorite episode of Kenobi, and it it just did so much right. And my problems with the series still stand. I think there were a lot of missteps leading up to this point, but as far as last episodes go, this is a pretty good penultimate episode. And I do, if I get to get to say where the fun began in this, <laughs> it is with the. Returning of Rupert Friend as the Grand Inquisitor, and that's really one of my biggest gripes with the whole show is we were robbed of Rupert Friend oh. in this entire show because so far every appearance he's had as the Grand Inquisitor, I've enjoyed his performance so much. And like Mike was saying, the Reva stuff, we saw it coming. We knew she was a youngling. We all figured that. That reveal should have been earlier in the show, but that being said... I really enjoy Reva's character more, not because of this youngling reveal, but because of the, the Grand Inquisitor reveal and the Vader reveal. We were questioning, man, what is Vader's deal? Is he dumb? Like we saw last episode, Reva let Obi-Wan and Leia get away. That was so frustrating. And Vader, we wanted him to kill her there. But now, he gets his due. We all get our due. This character that we've hated Reva, but they've done a good job making us hate her because it's just been that, <laughs> that, that ex, the execution wasn't there. But now looking back, I'm like, you know what? Especially on my rewatch of this episode, I really enjoyed Reva. I enjoyed her in this episode. I really liked what happened to Reva in this episode. And I like how you guys really enjoyed Reva, but to me, where the fun begins with this episode is when the episode starts, when the episode begins. We sit through the crawl, as usual, before Sam gets up, I upload Disney Plus, I look at it, I look at the runtime. That's the first thing I always look, and I start it, and I pause it, and I wait for her. 42 minutes again, I'm like, another short episode, why, why? Miss Marvel, both, are, both episodes were 50 minutes. Though I think we can all confidently say that Kenobi was better than Miss Marvel mm, this week. This yes, week it so, was. This week. So last week we wa I watched Miss Marvel and Kenobi both in the morning, and I found myself thinking about 
Kenobi throughout the day, but I have or uh, Miss Marvel throughout the day actually. But today, I can confidently say I was thinking about Kenobi all day and not Miss Marvel. Yes. And so when the episode all started up, Coruscant again recognized that this time in the day begins in the first episode at nighttime, panning into the Jedi Temple during Order sixty six. But this time it's daytime. We see the Padawan braid of Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen. Oh is here, he is a Padawan again. And although the CGI, or the, the lack of CGI, I should say, <laughs> the looks a, process. The little, a little rough, I'm not going to lie, I don't think he really pulled I off a 19-year-old. I bought it. First time I did, second time I watched it, I was like, because I watched it, I watched all these people's reviews online, and I was like, huh. So I, I was looking for it. First time, though, I didn't notice it I, at all. First time, I'm like, that guy is old. That That's just what I thought it I could yeah, tell yeah. the cheek wrinkles. It, that's yeah, what, that's yeah. What gets, it gets didn't away. affect my viewing of the scene, but you could tell that Ewan and uh, what? Dang it, Hayden. Hayden. <laughs> you could tell that they were a little older. I, I, well, I don't know about Ewan because he looked he looked good, man. He's he had the, the mullet. He, I mean, he was good, but I think I was just so overcome with the wish of flashbacks. Clone Wars or otherwise, I'll take whatever I can get at this point. But the wish that comes up, finally, finally we get clo- we get flashbacks of any sort. And the flashbacks in this episode, this is how it should have been the whole episode. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you've ever seen Lost, if you've ever seen Arrow, I'm telling you, the incorporating flashbacks, how it thematically relates to the episode right now, that is so great. Like that... All of it worked so, so well in this episode, and if we could have gotten that all throughout the whole series, it would have been great. But I'm not talking about those first four episodes. Right now, it truly, truly has peaked. I agree with Ethan. This is the best, the best episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is the episode we've been waiting for. And Obi-Wan and Anakin have a duel. This is like straight out of Attack of the Clones. Lightsaber choreography and all. Their duel was Epic. Uh, Scoundrel's Cantina on YouTube has edited together just the duel. It's about two minutes and 20 seconds. It is, it's beautiful in its entirety. And Obi-Wan's dialogue to Anakin, even Anakin's dialogue to Obi-Wan, is absolutely fantastic. But if I can pinpoint one more great element to this show, it's Darth Vader. It's Darth Vader, guys. Finally. Guys. He showed up. He was actually holding back now that we know that it was all an act for Reva. Which oh. is weird a little bit if you go back and look at what he's done. Yeah. If he knew Reva was a good guy, it's weird. Some of his motivations, like it doesn't make sense in the back in the past. But in this episode, he if you thought he was brutal in episode three, this was him unleashed. This was Vader unleashed. Ooh, nice use of that the word. Force unleashed. This Ooh. was Vader unleashed. His dialogue was epic. And he had some of the best, he had the best moments in this episode, without a doubt. The way he toyed with Reva, not even igniting his lightsaber. Oh, man. That was sending me, that was driving me crazy. I was so happy. I was so, so happy. I was initially a little bit skeptical, though. Because he tore down that ship. He grabbed it right out of the sky. and He I was, wasted no time. No, and it was oh. beautiful. And then the other ship gets up. And he lets it go. And I'm I, first time watching, I was like, and then he was like, what? Well played. <laughs> why was that? Why did he do that? Why did he let him go? 
Why did he do that? I do think it's a little silly that they had a, a bait ship that... <laughs> I mean, there's a pilot in there, so at least there's one casualty, maybe, right? Unless there was an astromech piloting oh, it. Yeah. That could it, be. Just, it just feels so silly that they planned on Vader being there, and they had a, a ship ready for him to tear down. But I, I, on the second time watching that, I kind of reconciled it. Because it plays with the flashbacks. It mm. plays with the flashbacks. In the flashback, and I've got it right here, I took, I took down the notes that Obi-Wan said. Your need to prove yourself is your undoing. Until you overcome it, a Padawan you will still be. And your need for victory, Anakin, it blinds you. Your need for victory blinds you. All he was focused on was Kenobi. The rage, you can see it there as he's dragging that thing down mm -hmm. with one hand, by the way. Imagine what he could do with the full force abilities. He was absolutely focused on the victory, not seeing the complete obvious or even sensing it. You know he could have. He was so completely focused, though, on the ship that he thought was having it there and pulled that down. And then, so thematically it works. Even if it looks a little silly, thematically, yes, with the flashbacks, I like it a lot. Yeah, and then later in that, in that flashback, Kenobi's like, You're a great warrior, Anakin, but you'll need to prove yourself as your undoing. Until you overcome it, a Padawan you will still be. So that's just, that's just great. And it really, that, when he said that, a Padawan you will be, it really was like, all right, that line in A New Hope is sounding a lot better. The circle is now complete. When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. We'll see, we'll see how, that, how that plays into the finale. I'm still very skeptical on my uh, my New Hope canon. Very excited to see where episode 6 takes us. But uh, you guys are... Uh, did you guys see the greatest moment in Star Wars history that we haven't seen since episode 5? Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, yep. Darth Vader throws his lightsaber while ignited and brings it back with the Force. A staple in the video games that yes, has not been in live yes. action since episode 5. You're right. Every single Star Wars game, we know this. Does it's he like, not do it in Episode 6? Nope. He does it in the throne room. Nope. I'm almost episode confident. Five. I'm almost confident. Episode 5 I believe the only he, time. No, he, I, thro he, he does throw it, throw it, it actually duel. in the throne room, but he doesn't force it back, I don't think. That's right. Because yeah. Luke's, Luke's up on top of the balcony. Yes. We've, seen it, it, we've never seen well. a full boomerang lightsaber since Episode okay. 5. Okay, okay. I'll accept we'll say that. Because yes. we've seen lightsabers ignited in, like in uh, Episode, what, 8? They do that, too, with uh, Snoke, the stabbing and pulling of that. Yeah. Uh, we see ignited lightsaber all the time, but a full boomerang ignition of the lightsaber? Whew. I had to pause and say, <laughs> did that just happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Because that, that is sick to me. Because I was just uh, listening to the They're Just Movies podcast earlier this week. They did a uh, uh, prequels. Uh, uh, they did a... Um, uh, what was it? A fan edit where they had all three combined called The Chosen. Is that Topher Grace's fan edit? I'm not sure who made it. Uh, I know that Topher Grace has a has a prequel edit. That's yeah, out called there. the Chosen One. Okay. I think so. He uh, cuts out a lot of the extra stuff that doesn't have to do with Anakin, and mm. focuses mainly on Anakin's life mm. throughout. And oh, it, the opening scene is Darth Maul uh, on the speeder towards them. Oh. In okay. uh, yeah, in on Tatooine. Uh, in that fan edit, what they were talking about was the use of Jedi. And one of the critiques of the prequels is that in 
in the Jedi Council, one of the reasons why they're corrupt is they're too reliant on lightsabers. Too reliant on lightsabers. So what we see is the Sith overcoming the Jedi, like Palpatine, he overcomes them just by sheer force and with this lightning ability because they, they have no idea what to do with that. Yoda, of course, uses the lightsaber to deflect it, but besides that, what are they going to do? Mm. So Mace Windu is even thrown off the building because of that and also Anakin, but we see Darth Vader using nothing, nothing but the force yeah. <laughs> against Reva. And I think that is just one of the coolest things. Because yes. the Force is something that could be so uh, overpowered in the Star Wars universe. And it has but, been. And it has been, but they don't use it as much. And I love that they finally use it in the perfect character, Darth Vader, who is supposed to be an overpowered, unstoppable wall that is a Force wielder. And I love that about this. I love that we get to see he is so competent with the Force. We see the little glimpses of that in the Clone Wars. We see the glimpses of, oh, he's got the dark side in him. Yep. He could use the Force to extreme measures, but he doesn't because Obi-Wan holds him back. But in this, we see the potential. We, yeah. see, we see those little glimpses in a full battle. I think there's the one battle uh, that comes to mind in the Clone Wars is, uh, what's her name? When they're, they're pursuing her on uh, Coruscant when she's trying to... Uh, was this during Attack of the Clones I, or during the during TV Clone show? Wars. Clone Wars, the TV show. Okay. Uh, later seasons. I, I, her name is blanking. Ahsoka uh, Tano. Barriss no, Offee. Asajj Ventress. Barriss. I think so. Uh, mm -hmm. She like gets all the different Jedi together and starts to make a little Sith thing. Or <laughs> What is it? What is it? I forgot the plot line, but she's doing stuff. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, doing yeah. stuff. It, it's Barriss, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's Barriss. Yeah, yeah, she's doing some stuff for the Sith or for the enemy, whatever. And we see Anakin's rage. Remember that episode? I do remember. Yeah, yes, they're scaling the, the Jedi count. The, the season five finale of the Clone Wars with Ahsoka after she leaves the Jedi Temple. But this is when Anakin finds out that Barriss is the true architect behind Ahsoka's demise. That's right. And his absolute rage and force ability is taken into account in a, a certain scene, which I believe you're referring to, when she goes to attack him. And he stops her mid-air and throws her back against the wall. That scene is so cool. And we finally get to see more of that. Oh, man. It, it was just fantastic with the, the lightsaber combat. This yes, is what Reva should have been in the show for, was to be that lightsaber duelist with Darth Vader. Because we know that Obi-Wan can't fight Darth Vader that much. There's no winning. Yeah. There's no winning. There's no losing. Because you have to have that final battle in episode four of uh, Star Wars, A New Hope. You have to have that in episode four. So that's what Reva should have been for me, uh, in my opinion. I feel like Reva should have been the one to show off Darth Vader's powers and then is ultimately killed by Darth Vader. And does that happen? Is we get Reva a defeat. dead? We get a defeat. She's not dead. Which is... Oh, very upsetting. Very, very upsetting. Yes. But before we get too far away, I just want to bounce off what Mike was saying. How we see the true power of the Force going, jumping back to a new hope after we see the Death Star and all its abilities. You have Vader saying to Tarkin, Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. Yes. So it's like that. I love seeing him so strong in the Force here and then. Later down the line, you hear him say this, and it's, and it's true. We've seen how heightened the Force abilities can be. Uh, I hate to bring up the sequels, but in Episode Nine, 
we see Ray in her anger summon lightning with no training on it whatsoever. And killing Chewbacca. Oh no, killing Chewbacca. But yeah, just knowing that all of this Sith ability is out there. And we don't really get to see any of that live action. I think we get to see it in Knights of the Old Republic, right? That is where it's truly on full display. And I really need to play those games. Just <laughs> seeing the... Well, they're, they're remaking it. They are remaking it. I'm waiting for that. So the PS5... If you have a PS5, I guess. Which I guess I'm going to have to get because yeah. I am telling you the story of Revan is absolutely something that Disney is sitting on and they don't even realize the gold mine they're sitting on right now. I had a great conversation earlier today with Jack Arendang. We met up with him discussing a podcast. Didn't know that he was one of the biggest Star Wars guys. Oh, yeah, he's huge. I didn't know that at all. He asked me right out of the blue. He goes, hey, well, so what's the most powerful force user? And I was like, oh, what's he going to say, Darth Sidious? And he goes, Darth Nihilus. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so you know your stuff. Very good. So that was good stuff. I Just a little conversation beforehand. But the sheer amount of dark side abilities and light side abilities that are presented in those Knights of the Old Republic games is absolutely great. And just to see a glimpse of it in this episode is fantastic to see. Because Vader, again, does not ignite his saber. Only the use of the Force. Like, when he tears that ship down, brings it to the ground, rips open the ship. Oh, it's... <laughs> does he it even ignite his saber? His no. saber never He never uses his, his belt. Never. The biggest flex I've <laughs> ever seen. Yes. He, he holds it up. He holds up the, the Inquisitor saber. Pops it in two. Oh. Tosses it on the ground. He's says, like, Here you challenge go. accepted. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let me show you how puny you really are. I love, so this whole series we've been complaining because Riva has not only been a chump, but has been written like a chump. Yep. And it's frustrated us this whole time. But, I mean, in this episode, it really paid off. Shows us why. You're, right. like, you're like, oh, she's a chump on purpose. Not, I don't think all of the choices they made were intentional. But I do think that the, the way we've interpreted a lot of the things she's done is she's meant to be this chump. Vader literally disassembles her, <laughs> breaks her down. I, at first, I was frustrated that we didn't get to see Vader ignite a saber. That was just my thought. I'm like... All right, I want to see a cool lightsaber duel. This Force stuff is great. But second watch, I ate it up. I loved all of this. It just really showed you how weak Reva was and how strong Vader is. She's pulling out all the stops. She's even spinning her lightsaber. Like, people say that's why... I was hoping she was going to (laughs) fly. That didn't happen. (laughs) Grand Inquisitor in the finale, he's going to fly. Oh, yeah. That's my finale prediction. And Obi-Wan's going to say, It's over, Grand Inquisitor! I have the high ground! And then... (laughs) See, (laughs) we haven't even talked about that. We got the the reintroduction of the GI. Oh, real quick, The Grand Inquisitor. Do you guys think that the other brother was involved in this? And that's why he wasn't... Uh, tearing down the uh, Reva at all? He, the oh, fifth brother? The fifth brother. Plot? Fifth brother, yeah. That they all knew. Do you think he knew? I assume they all knew because they, they've all had no respect for Reva. True. Well, he, the Grand Inquisitor even says, Oh, he knew the whole We thing. found you in the gutters. You know, you are the you least the, of us. Yeah, yeah, you are the least of us. So they, I figure they know what's going on with her. And even Vader says, did you really believe I did not see it, youngling? He even calls her youngling. Oh, man. He knew the whole time. Like, he knew the whole time, which is a little weird, I'm not going to lie, because if he knew the whole time, when Reva told him previous episode that she put a tracker on the ship, 
why wouldn't he just kill her? Mm. And the only way that I can kind of reconcile that is that he just wanted to wait until the absolute moment where she had the most hope and so he could take it away from her mm. as Classic such theater. of a that, boss that he was. Yeah, the thing so, is, he doesn't have to take her out right there because he can take her out whenever he wants. This just, I think, felt like the most convenient time for him. And maybe that ship getting away with Obi-Wan really ticked him off. He had to kill somebody right there. Well, we know from where the episode leaves off that they are leaving. Hyperdrive's down, so they can't get away. And the Hyperdrive's always down. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it, yeah, plot, plot device, plot convenience. A lot, but, of, lot of the show has said plot It's a complicated device, device right? Hey, absolutely, absolutely. But the Empire is right on their tail. So tracking them through hyperspeed. <sighs> Do you guys think they're going to land on Tatooine and hyperspeed. find a certain Watto? <laughs> to buy a hyperdrive from? <laughs> oh, <laughs> absolutely. Very good. Uh, Annie! <laughs> Does Watto have a cannon death? Uh, I so. I, he has a legend's death, but not a cannon death. I don't believe so. So, we <laughs> Do you think he'll have a different hat? <laughs> oh, Maybe man. a full beard? <laughs> could very well be. But no, anyway, not. back to Grand Inquisitor. And then Inquisitor. next thing we'll know, we get the Watto spinoff. Oh, next that's month. right. <laughs> it's called can, Watto. Can, can that Reva spinoff? I want a Watto, a Star Wars story, please. Uh, actually, Reva and Watto, I think, should have oh, combined, combined spinoff. Story. She goes, because she knows to go to Tatooine, she goes there and has Watto fix her up. Yeah, even because all, all of these Disney Plus shows have been no uh, a father figure and a uh, a child figure. So Watto <laughs> raises her in the <laughs> sands of I've Tatooine. Got, I, I'll do you one better. She goes to Tatooine, and because she's got a lightsaber stuck in her gut, she goes to the mod parlor. <laughs> and gets oh yes, we get the mods. Spin-off she joins the biker gang. All right, we're going way too far with the this. The Vespas? <laughs> They're going two miles an hour across no the dunes. Ba- basically, the dunes. long story short, we love you, Tatooine. That's what I'm... Well, we... Let's have four more shows set on Tatooine. <laughs> Let's just have Tatooine a Star Wars story. Please. <laughs> Let's just do it, guys. But anyway, yeah, Grand Inquisitor's back. What I audibly said... When that moment happened, I was so I happy. I wanted to text so many people, but it was too early in the morning. I didn't want to. <laughs> I appreciate it because I only had one guy text me in the morning before I turned it on, and he said, I'd give this episode a 9.7. Mm. And I Who was is like, this? Ooh. So my bu- shout out to Justin if you're listening at work, but he, you texted me at like 2.30 in the morning. And Dang, he watched it before it was even done. He's wor- He works the late shift. Matters. I respect the grind, and I, I love seeing that text because it got me hyped. It, it brought me out of the slump that the 42 minutes gave me when I uh, when I looked at it this morning. But who knows what's going to happen next episode. Luke Skywalker is yes. get, gets the last shot of the of part five. We're so going back to Tatooine? I would, I would absolutely think so. It, um, I just don't know what the heck they're going to do. How and I also hate. Tell. Well, I, <laughs> I, no, I'm concerned with how they're going to incorporate everything else we've been promised. Because we've been Quite promised enough. the duel of the century, mm-hmm. the rematch of the century by none other than Kathleen Kennedy uh, herself. This will be the rematch of the century. And here, let say. me let me pull up the IMDb. If you go to episode uh, six, the only cover art is the. The uh, promo art they have of Vader and Kenobi dueling. 
And we're no strangers to this promo art. We've seen it since the winter of 2020. It's Vader and Kenobi with the fire in the background. Fire? Where? Show, show. We're going to. Show, show good Micah. Where what, could what, this fire be at? What planets do we know that have a lava? Now, if, if you take this, this is just a concept art. We did get fire in episode three. Oh, we dear. Did. We did. Oh, dear. This looks so like a lot of looking at though. everything, and especially the ending of this episode. When he leaves the learner? When he leaves the learner. Are we not going to see no. a final They'd battle be, between Vader We got the Lego set already. No, no, no. They'd be safe. <laughs> the Lego set is concerning. <laughs> the that the would, fight of the century. That would be so stupid. Obi-Wan leaving and then coming back and then Darth Vader's there like Jason. I'm <laughs> saying this, the way the episode ends... Reva knows to go to Tatooine. Vader doesn't. She has, and she can't go to the Empire either. No. Because she just tried to kill the leader. So. Yeah. She knows everything now. So Reva knows everything. What does she, she knows all she needs to do. Yeah. Or she knows she all she knows needs to do. She knows Luke and Leia are on Tatooine. Or right? she knows a boy's on Tatooine. She knows Owen has him. And yep. she knows who Owen is because of the first episode. Mm-hmm. That's right. So. So we're going back to Tatooine. For we sure, are going right? back to Tatooine, but but the Empire is in full pursuit of the ship. So I guess Vader, what it stands to look like is Vader and Kenobi are going back to Tatooine. They're going to get in a fight, but Vader cannot know about Leia or Luke. He cannot know about them. And I'm not going to lie. After this episode, they answered a lot of questions and addressed some of my concerns with the show. So if they can all tie it up really well, we'll see what happens in episode six. But I'm actually excited for it to see what happens. Although the ending does leave me a little concerned for New Hope Canyon. I'm not going to lie. Exciting and concerned because it's like, all right, Vader knows Kenobi is on Tatooine. Or he doesn't yet, but they're going to track the ship. Reva knows. So Reva's definitely going to Tatooine. And if Kenobi's there... We need Vader there, too, because we need this final duel. But how is Vader going to fight Kenobi on Tatooine? How's Vader going to leave and then never go back to Tatooine? Would Vader ever go to Tatooine? We know that Anakin hates sand. Come on, guys. <laughs> it's rough. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. Come on. Uh, yeah, you're right. So what if, and I propose this as a complete theory, what if Obi-Wan separates from the group? They take Leia back to Tatooine or Alderaan or whatever. Reva can go there by herself just to do whatever, you know. But Obi-Wan separates himself. The only way the Empire is not going to go after them is if Obi-Wan separates himself from them. Obi-Wan goes to Fire Planet, Mustafar, whatever it could be, to separate himself. I mean, it would logically make sense. Yes, so then the dilemma is who is Reva going to fight? Is and she going to fight anyone? And who better than Quinlan Voss? <laughs> you mean Kel Custis. You mean young Luke Skywalker. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! He's got his T-16 Skywalker model. He's got Yoda's lightsaber, which survived Revenge of the Sith now, so Yoda can, or Luke can have it. You see him blasting Womp Rats on Tatooine, Yoda. and then Darth Vader shows up. Oh, Yoda? If Yoda shows up on Tatooine to fight Reva. Oh, my goodness. He, someone had to watch Luke. Ahsoka fights Reva. All right, that's oh. too crazy. It Come on, crazy. Ghost Come on. Qui-Gon Jinn. All right. <laughs> oh. So, oh. how is Ghost Qui-Gon Jinn, Force Ghost Qui-Gon Jinn, going to fit in this episode six? Is he going to fit in the episode six? He's got to. They teased us too so, much. All right, right, so 
we've seen that in the first few episodes, they teased us with a bunch of things. Yep. They delivered on a lot of them this episode. This episode. What do you guys think? True. I think I think we're going to see Qui-Gon Jinn. I think we're going to see... I don't think we'll see Quinn Boss. I just hope this episode is an hour plus. An mm. hour... Because... I, so, I did the math. We've gotten three hours and 40 minutes of Star Wars content. Three so, hours and 40 minutes. That's it. Mm. When you add up all of what we've gotten so far. What? And if you look, so there was that, uh, what, Cinemax? Cineplex. Cineplex. They're, they uh, were doing a special Canadian screening of the entire series of Kenobi. And when you looked at that, the runtime said five hours and 20 minutes. So, based on Ben's math, is that a two-hour finale? I don't know how accurate that, would that be very screen cool. time is. So, but from what I remember, very busy though, Wednesday morning. <laughs> did I hear that there was also going to be a live Q and A? Yes, you did on that show. So, I think that would impact the runtime a little bit. But either way, this needs to. There's a lot to address. How long are Q and As? Depends. You, you could have a four-minute Q and A. You can have a three-hour Q and A. Anyone got any questions? No. All right. See you guys. <laughs> have a good one. I don't know, man, but I'm just hoping this episode is long. It's good. I just... Uh, and I'm hoping that they can deliver. I'm not going to lie. My faith has been a little bit restored just because of how epic Vader was. And who knew how epic the show could be when you focus on Vader and you focus on Kenobi. And we haven't even talked about Kenobi yet. But a standout moment for me is when he's sitting in front of all of those people and rallying them to the group giving them orders, telling them that Vader's coming, wh- exactly what he's going to do, it it kind of brought me back to not movie Obi-Wan, but Clone mm-hmm. Wars yep. Obi-Wan, when he was a general leading people. Like, this was textbook Obi-Wan. It was perfect. I also want to highlight Tala and Ned B's sacrifice <sighs> <Ned> B. <laughs> in the tunnel. No. You say that, but legitimately, I got, like... That was a good sacrifice. They played that really well. I'm not going to lie. How was the score for you there? The score was really good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Out of the three things that enter the bad category for this episode, the score is one of them. It continues to not deliver on... It's just so uninspired. Why? Like, what? They'd be dumb not to give us the Imperial March. In this They'd be dumb not to, he to was, give us Duel of the Fates. The Empire was literally marching towards I did Obi-Wan. hear like, a little bit of um, Imperial March. You I know I did when Vader was walking slightly, through the tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, but it was a, a variation and not fully. Like, I want to hear... That's what I want to hear, man. We I, get more of it in Clone Wars than we do in this show. I mean, do you I want to like, segue to the bad stuff? Because I've got a couple bad. All right, things. yes. So, music was one. Shaky cam. What was going on well, there? Yeah. Shaky cam was horrible in this episode. It made it look like a fan. The film. final shot was on Obi Wan for a solid thirty seconds. Had to be. And it was. And it was shaky. And I, I understand they were trying to show us like he was just lost in thought. He was like, oh no, oh no, this is bad or something, but. It held on him for too long. It could have cut to could have cut to Vader again because we've had that where it's on Obi Wan and then it cuts to Vader a yeah. couple times in the back to tank, but now with the helmet on or something, anything. Yeah, I didn't like the shaky cam in that nope. last shot. 
I didn't notice it anywhere else, but there, I did. I, I agree. Even, I didn't even notice the shaky cam. It, <laughs> you go back and watch it, when, especially when Tala and Nedby's sacrifice was happening. It cut to Obi-Wan, and it was just shaky cam of him destroying. Like, I don't know if they didn't want to, like, show him killing the stormtroopers outright because it's Disney. Which, I want to address this. Remember, remember at the beginning of the episode, it said trigger? Or, well, that was because that's of the younglings. Order 66, which we haven't even talked about. Well, we didn't see any of that in this episode. We did. Anakin I, no, no, no. We didn't see any, like, see it. We but saw the the implication of it is enough to have I guess to put us so. a, a warning, especially okay. because of what's happened recently. Like yeah. I get I get them doing that, but I'm not gonna lie. Okay. When that happened, it was the first thing to pop up. I was like, oh, we're going back to the Jedi Temple. I thought we were getting some dark stuff. And this we episode. legit did. Yeah, Anakin was. I thought we were gonna. They see showed. Something. They showed more than Lucas did. Yeah. Lucas cut away before he killed the youngies. They outright showed Anakin slaughtering. Some kids. Mm. I was there for it from start to finish, which is kind of horrible to say. Which is kind of horrible to say, but I'm not like that's what I want. That's what I want to see. Anakin is by by there for it. He meant he was physically present watching the episode. Uh, He's not not supporting it in any way. I love no. I am absolutely supporting all of it. Oh my goodness! (laughs) No, it was good stuff, guys. That's what I'm saying. I want to see the brutal version of Anakin Skywalker. How far that man has fallen to the dark side of the force. That he's willing to kill kids in order to bring order to his new empire and save his wife. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to him. You know? Like that. I I love those Order 66 sequences. Of course, seeing 501st Troopers is always a win. And we finally get the confrontation, like the confirmation, which we all figured out in the first two episodes. And Reva was the African American girl. We should have we heard that earlier. Yes, I that agree. I'm so glad that we got Reva backstory. Mm-hmm. And that we should have gotten that episode three. We should have gotten that episode four. We should have gotten that somewhere. Yep. Right now, as it stands, you could have completely skipped episode four and still had the same viewing experience. The I only thing you learned from episode agree. four is more of Tala stuff. That's about it. And then. Obi-Wan showing that he's more competent with the Force again for some reason. Yeah. Even though we didn't see any, like, training or whatever. In it's, me- it's more mental than anything. Yeah, it's okay. mental. Yeah. And now that he's, you know, he's broken that barrier, I've accepted that he's like, all right, I used the Force once, I'm back into the Force, you know, I'm using it again, I'm back with the lightsaber. Cool, I accept that. But, like, we didn't learn anything in Episode 4. Mm. We learned yep. that she was at Order 66. We didn't learn who she was. Mm-hmm. I agree. But now we know she was that girl. With yeah, us. so if I could change anything, it would be, obviously, tightening up the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, end of episode one, if you're going to do this Grand Inquisitor thing, kill him end of episode one. That way, we can sit with his death a little more, his f- fake death a little more. And then episode four needs to be this episode we just saw. And episode three can be exactly the same. But uh, make, make two and three, or uh, one and two a little better. A little more exciting, make more happen. But then in episode three, that can stay almost the same. I like the Vader duel. And then episode four can be this episode. And you can please skip that. Yes. Then you get two more episodes to deal with this all this stuff that we just got. Because, like I said, I wanted Obi-Wan to train, regain his skills by fighting Inquisitors. 
But now I don't know if we have enough time for him to go through Inquisitors before he has to fight Vader again. Because next week is looking like it's going to be an absolutely jam-packed, crazy episode. Excited. I, I like... Um, so I, I want to take back real quick a lot of stuff I said about Reva and how we were hating on her. Because now it's going to be... She's a chump. She's when you're, to be a when chump. you're watching it with people and they're like, Dude, Reva sucks. I hate Reva. You can, you can give him the all out. Just wait. You're like, you're supposed And to. those are the best parts about shows. Yes. So, I, all right, Disney. I I'll was, give it to I, you. Yeah, I was confident that whatever Reva reveal they had wasn't going to make me like the character anymore. Yeah. But surprisingly, I, was playing it, along. I, did en- I do enjoy the yeah. character more. It's because Vader absolutely toyed with her. Toyed with end. us. <laughs> he did. He absolutely slaughtered her. The only way it could have been better is if they actually killed her. And that's one thing I do not like as well. It's my last critique here, besides how Hayden looks like a 40-year-old playing a 19-year-old. <laughs> my one critique is that, again, we get another Inquisitor stabbed through the heart who survives. What is going on? He, it makes it so... What is with Disney lately? Stabbing people through the chest, the gut, the liver, the heart, whatever, and having them survive, whether it be through Force Heal or sure Will through the Force. Grand Inquisitor, I can kind of forgive because he's got two livers, so... That mixed with revenge is fine for me, but Ray, Kylo Ren, Reva now. Han Solo dies from falling. We don't. He doesn't die right away. Well, he could. What? Well, he could have died. I, he probably would yeah. have died. A stab. We still don't see him die from the lightsaber. Yes, point is, she got stabbed through the chat. Like that should be death. Our boy Qui Gon Jinn. Same thing happened mm-hmm. to him. He, he died. died. We accepted that. Now, to be fair, Darth Maul does survive. Slice that half. Cut in half. Yeah, they 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 did bring him back. And there make are him technologies one of the best available, ever. and with the Grand Inquisitor, you do hear him talking about he has two stomachs, or at least Rupert Friend when he was on Jimmy Kimmel four days ago, he talked about how the Grand Inquisitor had two stomachs, which was a real big green light that oh we're gonna get Grand Inquisitor in this next episode. I had no doubt he was. He was still alive. He was definitely alive. No doubt, yeah. yeah. I'm just so happy that they brought him back. Like, when he appeared at the end, I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, oh, yeah, such a big relief. As but much... Won a couple arguments there. Great so. stuff. <laughs> yeah, mu- as much great stuff there was in this episode, that was my favorite part. The reveal of the Grand Inquisitor. Really? The, legit, the way Rupert Friend plays him, I get chills. It's so good. Just the way he's talking, and he's like... Your rage was useful. Now it is tiresome. We will leave you where we found you. In the gutter where you belong. Oh, man. Like, his lines and the way he delivers them, legit chills. It makes me want to rewatch Rebels. When he he left and then Vader followed him right away and then they just... Two absolutely, like, just awesome characters walking out. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I loved it. I I want to go rewatch this episode right now. As I said at the beginning, I I didn't eat my words, but I certainly had a good amount of it. I just want to say, I was the most defensive of the series last week. You guys were saying, at this point, I'm never going to rewatch this show. (laughs) You two said that. I quote you on that. I said, at this point. But I I quote you on that. Not not like, I'm giving up. It's at that point, after watching episode four, that was my impression of the series so far. Absolutely. 
Like, and if I, we were to end at episode four, which is a stupid thing to do, yep. I wouldn't watch it. I will say this. I was not optimistic about the rest of this show. Like, I can I see still, how people would yeah. stop watching after episode four. I still don't know how it's going to end mm-hmm. and how I'm really going to reconcile this. But right now, they've certainly turned things around a small bit. And if they can give us an epic duel, the the one thing the I The duel ask, of the fates. Ooh. Again, they use it during the trailers. They use Duel of the Fates. They use Battle of the Heroes. They use Anakin's Dark Deeds during the trailers. None of that during the show. Where is it? Where it's is all that six. music, man? It's gotta be. They have to be saving it for episode six. What more it, special this moment could is be there? The greatest finale. It could be. Could be. Could be the worst. Also, could be the worst. <laughs> they could blow if it. If Vader and Obi Wan don't fight in the ending, I'm not gonna lie. What's it gonna be, they guys? Would is be, it gonna be a they success? Would be stupid not to have them fight. I but agree. my big concern is Obi Wan hasn't fought an Inquisitor yet. I feel like that has to come first before this final duel with Vader. But if we only get one duel, I want it to be the Vader duel. But I just feel like these Inquisitors have been so present that. Obi-Wan has to fight them at some point. Yeah. I'm trying to find a way to make the story without Reva. Because it would be so cool in the beginning if Obi-Wan fought the Grand Inquisitor. And then fate killed him. Hit him there. Left with Leia. Reva's not in the story. He leaves. And the Grand Inquisitor's dead. We all think, oh my gosh, what the heck's going on? You get random Inquisitors vying for power. One of them goes up and tries to kill Vader just because that's how Inquisitors are. We know them to be that way. They want power. And then he comes back at the end and Vader toys with a random Inquisitor. I mean, it does fit very nicely that Reva, the character we've been rooting against, gets absolutely bodied by Vader. Oh, that was satisfying. So that wor- that, that is where it really works. Like it's so, It was so satisfying to watch. But I'm trying to find a way where this all focuses more on Vader and Kenobi, rather than having Reva be a center of attention. Like, there has to be a story where Reva's not in this. Like, there just is, you know? Mm-hmm. Because Vader, this show is at its best when Obi-Wan is the sole focus, or Vader is the sole focus. I'm sure Reva was the piece that was thrown in once this yes. w- went from movie to series. Mm-hmm. They needed something to expand the show, expand the runtime, and I think Reva is definitely that. And I think... For the most part, it pays off in this episode. The fact that we hated Reva so much and that she gets bodied by Vader, <laughs> literally treated like a baby. The the greatest display of the Force we've seen in a long time. Yep. And it's just so rewarding. And it wouldn't really feel that way if it was just some other random yes. Inquisitor. The fact that we focused on her so much makes it so much rewarding. And that the Grand, I just keep thinking about oh, the Grand so. Inquisitor reveal when he, yep. when he walks out. You're like, oh. Because I was skeptical at the beginning of this episode when he's like, Neil, Grand Inquisitor. Mm. I'm like, oh no, what are they doing now? He was throwing up a little bit in his mouth. He was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And one of the things I'm so glad that they did was they could have had... (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Well, they could have done the duel between Vader and Reva and have Reva put up a fight. Mm. They could have done that. And would we even have been mad? As long as Vader came out on top, maybe not. But they decided to make the best choice possible. I'm praising the writers. Now, I should also say that Joby Harold was not the only writer, the writer that I criticized last week. 
Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton also gets a writing credit for this episode. So having the tag team of the two, I definitely think Andrew Stanton helped out a lot here. But they made the best possible choice in having Vader use no effort in absolutely destroying. I, I still can't get over how great that is. That's so beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, guys. <laughs> I love it. Um, does anyone Did anyone watch any videos on what that wall said? Because all of that was in Arabesh. I feel like someone could go through there and find a lot of Easter eggs. I didn't do my research. There was a lot going on there, but I feel I didn't, like I didn't watch Eric Voss's video yet. I didn't watch so, Emergency Awesome. If you guys want to know that, go go watch uh, yeah, right. Eric Voss. Not our job. I just really thought it was cool. And the quote that uh, the light the wall says, I guess, is the light will fade, but is never forgotten. And I love that quote because Yuan has seen that at the the path on. Um, the desert planet of Mapuza. Mm-hmm. He sees it here. Another inspirational quote about how the light guides your path. I, I just, I really, really like that. So overall, though, it's a lot of positives, not a lot of negatives, and that's this is how I this is how I like coming out of an episode. Ethan, you said you had something you wanted to say. Something. Yeah, like we were talking about who can Reva fight. Who better than Camille Nagiani's character? Mm. There, are, we saw that box of lightsabers. Yeah. Camille wants to be a Jedi. Let's let's do it. He can he can take <laughs> that. Very cool. Let's go. I think oh, he's yeah. more interested in business opportunities <laughs> than anything else. That's for well, sure. yeah. So we get him back this episode. So yeah. didn't think we were ever going to see him again. Were those lightsabers recognizable? I don't know. I looked. One of them looked like Quinlan Voss's lightsaber. I was just looking Similar. for Cal's. I was looking for Cal's. I was like, where is Cal's lightsaber? It wasn't. Didn't see it there. Plus, his lightsaber is fully customizable. Which so is good. Maybe you did see it. His, it. his cannon lightsaber, lightsaber has like that long, yes. um, I don't know true. what it's called, the guard to it. Yep. Um, one negative I will talk about, yeah. though, is after episode... I, when would you say Princess Leia kind of took a back seat? Because that's, would it be episode three? I would say back half of episode four. Back half of episode four? Because she says a lot to Riva in the interrogation sequences. Yeah. And then I think as she's getting out, she kind of takes a back seat. But she definitely takes a back seat in this episode. Yeah, so this episode they have the whole B-plot where they can't get the the door open on the top of the hangar. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they keep coming back to it. It could have been just a little scene, but they have to draw it out because that's what prevents them from leaving and that's what helps the attack. All right, I get that. It's a MacGuffin, whatever. But how does she know what she's looking... All right, so she's looking for a red breaker. Okay, sure. Why do we keep coming back to it? Show us that once and then... So, so they show us... She needs to go up into the vent. Okay, that's one scene. Cuts to a different thing. Comes back to it. She's crawling into the vent. Sits down. Cuts to a different scene. Cuts back. She's looking for the thing. She's looking for it. And then we see Lola. Ooh, we get Lola. All right. Cuts back. Cuts through it again. Oh, Lola. Lola's bad. She's bad. She's... Uh, oh, there's a thing on her. Pop it off. Where's it at? Cuts away. Cuts back. There's so much cut, cutting there and back. I, I feel like we cut back to it six or seven times. And really, it could have been, like, we revisit it at the end of the episode, mm. right before it opens up. Kind of like what they do with the, the droids in in episode five or episode, um, where else were, have we seen it? Where, you know, we're waiting on the droids. We're like, oh, come on, droids, finish up so that we can get through this door. 
We, we've seen it on Cloud City. We've yeah. seen it on Naboo probably at some Death point. Death Star. Death Star. Yeah, it's always the same where it's right at the nick of time. They find the last thing and then they plug it in and the door opens. But we don't need to keep revisiting it. I'll just say this, Micah. The key to any uh, it's very Star Wars movie or <laughs> television show is if the characters did the right things all the time and if uh, everything was mm. written smoothly, we'd have no show at all. It's not the writing I'm mad about. It's the amount of times we go back to it. Okay. The characters don't do anything wrong. I'm not blaming the characters, not blaming the writing. I'm blaming, would that be direction? Would that be editing? I think it would be actually writing. Writing? I think you'd have to blame writing on that one. Well, things are cut, though. But I don't I don't see that as much of an issue because everything else that's going me around it, it. That's it, me nitpicking. Okay, all right. Because they're small fine. scenes. Then that's fine. I agree. It gives us a little bit of, yeah. I think it's too convenient where, uh, I almost said Padme, Leia's like, oh, little thing, pick that off, go. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think it would have been cool if we got to see uh, <laughs> Leia have to smash Lola or something. I was fully expecting that. That would have been funny. <laughs> this is true. I just think that there was a lot other good stuff going on here. And there was a lot well, to balance think, it out. I think that Leia has honestly, in, in my opinion, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to speak very honestly, guys. Leia has not been interesting to me from start to here where mm-hmm. we're at now. I'm not. Mm-hmm. She she just hasn't been. She's like one line an episode where I'm like, oh, that's cool. Right. She just hasn't been that great. I'm not. I'm sorry, but she hasn't been that great Fact, or been interesting. Yeah. I'd say I was definitely feeling that same way too. Uh, episode three, you really started to feel it. Episode four, you really felt it because that was the whole part of the episode. He had to save Leia again. Oh. I I wanted him to save her the first time. That's what got him off Tatooine. Mm. Now Inquisitors are chasing him. He returns Leia, but Inquisitors are chasing him. That's the rest of the show. But now we're seeing uh, Organa. Uh, what's his name? His first Bale. name. Bail Organa. Yes, we see him return, and we wouldn't have got that if Leia was returned in episode two. So we got to see. Where that goes, and and Riva goes to Tatooine, so we got to see how that plays out. Like we said many times, got to wait for the whole show to come out, and then we can really dive into every aspect of it. Exactly. I I thought about making a video just myself on a rant about how much I hated where Kenobi was at last week, and I said I legitimately that that was our podcast. Yeah, you got the exactly. So and so that was so that was kind of my way to reconcile it, but. I was like, I forced myself. I was like, all right, listen. Yeah. I just got to wait until it all finishes up Mm -hmm. before, if I say anything else, I just got to wait before to make the final judgment. Now, I will say, though, fourth episode still is my least favorite episode. It's an atrocity, a dumpster fire, garbage heap. But some people really liked it. Parker, Parker, who we had on the Moon Knight episode. He really loved that episode. Did he really? Yeah. So I we like gotta have him on the. We gotta talk to him. Uh, I don't know if he can be on the finale or whatnot, but that'd be cool. Oh shoot! You know what? We should have had him. What the heck, Parker? We should have had you on this one. I wonder what. <laughs> I offered it to him. Has. He had to bring his brothers home tonight. Oh dang it! Dang it! Ah uh, well. Are you looking at looking for this? I'm. Lo- What's the IMDb score for Part Four? Part Four is a six point three. Ooh, that's not terrible. No, that that is terrible. That is it. If you're a six, that's bad. How does that compare to Book of Boba Fett? Ooh, let's see. That would be interesting. And also uh, Mandalorian. No, Mandalorian. I I don't think there's one seven. Oh, Oh, there might be a seven. That that might be the fifth episode of episode. 
of season one. We're episode two of season Mandalorian is two. peak Star Wars. The spider episode? Yeah. With the frog. I kind of like that one, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I think the only episode I don't like out of Mando is episode five of season one. I got to rewatch this Because ones. I'm telling you, when Mando season three comes out, I'm planning on doing a rewatch in January of 2023. Just to get prepared and you know, watch season one, up. two, and then two and a half, or you know, <laughs> just just one and two, and just maybe maybe two. those two episodes of two and a half. Yeah, you know, that and on Starfighter scene is just too good. So yeah, the lowest ranked Boba Fett episode on IMDb is Chapter Three: The Streets of Mos Espa. Yep, that makes and sense. And that is a four. Ooh. No, 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 hold up! Oh, I read that four. wrong. That's a six point four. Oh, I was gonna so say. So the worst episode of Kenobi has a lower. Rating then the worst episode. Of that Marvel. is the worst episode of a live action Disney Plus series. For is Kenobi, it? it's Ooh. worse than Winter Soldier stuff. No, uh, Star about Wars. Oh, okay. Star Wars, you yes. said Disney Plus stuff, so okay. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Not ta- not considering. But it might be um, the worst. Anything out of Marvel and Star Wars, I'd have to dive into that. But yeah, we'll I gotta to make a complete we'll scores list that. with the shows. Then all <laughs> I'm saying is that Kenobi episode four is a six point three on IMDb, and that is horrible. It is bad. They should be ashamed of themselves for giving us that episode. Fortunately, they made up for it. For many parts in at part five, they really delivered. They really did deliver in this Strange episode. Strange that it was episode four too, because fours have been heavy hitters. They on have been. all of these I shows. Agree. I'm not gonna lie though. I think. I think it was. I think it's five. I'd like to amend my statement. I think it's five that really hits hard, okay. hardest. Because Loki episode five hits hardest for me. Moon Knight episode four though. Moon Knight episode five hits hardest for me. It's when oh, they're okay. it's when they're jumping. Yeah, around. five is definitely the oh, best. Oh, was five yeah. the the one yeah. where Moon Knight episode five? You know, there's episode fives of these series. I believe have been a little bit better. Anyway, it is what it is though. Shows can be different, but um, I'm just ha- I'm really happy to come away with a positive outlook on mm-hmm. Star Wars this week. Because last week was kind of dark for me. It was the dark times. I'm not going to lie. Ben it was, was the dark time. No, I was mad. You, you, you Go back and listen to that podcast. I go on like a three-minute The dark rant. side was within him. Absolutely. I don't see anyone's mood change like Ben's ch- mood changed with a bad Kenobi episode. It is, it, it's honestly a little concerning, Ben, how much it affected you. Listen... <laughs> Ever since Mikey, you were good last week, right? Yeah. I was yeah, good I was last week. Right. Yeah. Listen, Ben, let's let's counsel you, buddy. I just <laughs> I just I just I, I have We forgive you. So I No, I, I just <laughs> It's I just, just a show, Ben. It is just a show. But since I was six years old, Fiction. I have had such a closeness with this franchise. I've they were my comfort TV. Like Star Wars is one of my favorite things ever in the world, you know, like, there's a lot, it's like, Star Wars is really important to I me, understand. that's what I'm trying to say, Star it, Wars is really, just really as how the Lego Star Wars franchise is important <laughs> to me, Absolutely. or Cal Kestis, or Cal Kestis, so when, when Fallen Order came out, when I was six years old, I was, <laughs> listen, for people, it, it just is that way, and when the most hype show the most hype project you have for 2022 among everything else delivers that it's really upsetting you know i want it to be as good as possible i want it to hit like clone wars season seven the final four episodes and when it doesn't do that i want it to peak and it's like when it doesn't do that it really (laughs) affects me and i know it's kind of it is really stupid when you boil it down and say it's just a show 
But to me, it all it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more. It all comes down to episode six, man. Yes, it all comes down to episode six. You're right. I will say this. Episode five brought a little solace to the... It did. A a lot. A lot. But to specifically choosing to make this a show. Mm. Because I think the Grand Inquisitor stuff and the Rebus stuff works really well in a Mm. show format. That reveal would not hit as hard in a movie. Nope. So I... Give them justice for that. It was the right choice. They did good on that. But that being said, the first two episodes and episode four uh, doesn't doesn't really work too well. Mm-hmm. And you got to look. Especially the week by week release. I think that helped. It kind of helped, kind of hurt the Reva thing because the hype did. I mean, the uh, the anger built up about yeah. Grand Inquisitor we, and Reva. But the talk is what got people to. Either watch the show or not watch the show. I don't know how many. I wonder how many viewers they lost. Episode they dropped episode. off because of episode four. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point, man. It's the lowest of any Star Wars Disney Plus thing, so that says a lot. Lowest drop off or well IMDb for score? for we IMDb score, man. Yeah. For IMDb score, that's the lowest it's ever been, which is horrible, man. You look at the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes. That's really low, man. It it's. I believe it was inevitable. There was inevitably going to be fan discourse on, online, but I don't think a lot of it is unjustified either. Yeah, like there's there, there is legitimate criticism to this show, absolutely. But I think if episode six can land it, I don't know. I I hesitate where to put it in my Star Wars ranking, but it's not high right now. Like, if Cal Kessis is on it, it's number one. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> He's I unless they the kill him off in this episode somehow. Whoa. Then they're gonna introduce Cal, <laughs> kill Cal, and oh, then they're gonna release six. Jedi Survivor, <laughs> and the Survivor Cal. will not be Cal. Wow, he'll be the one in the back of the tank in that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> what a prediction! Well, let's do just that, guys. What do you, Michael? What do you think is going to happen in Episode Six? Is Obi Wan going to go back to Tatooine? Are the is the Empire going to go follow back him to there, Tatooine. or is he going to go somewhere else, split off from the group? What he, do you think Reva's going to do? What are your predictions? I for part think six? that they're going to go to whatever planet they're going to right now, and then he's going to get a ship. That ship is going to be one of their Jedi interceptors from Episode Three. Ooh. <laughs> And then uh, he's gonna follow the Force to. I think they're going to Alderaan right now. I think, they think they're be, going to Alderaan. I think they're going to Alderaan to deliver Leia with the Empire and Tail. Ooh, you know what? Actually, no. They're gonna be going to a planet where they can split off. Obi Wan's gonna take Leia to Alderaan. They're gonna drop her off at Alderaan. She's gonna get a message. He or Obi Wan's gonna get a message that Reva is at Tatooine, going for Luke somehow. Oh, using the communicator. So using the communicator, it's going to send a message to Bale. Bale's going to see it, show Obi-Wan, hey, Luke's in trouble. you got to go back there mm. now. He's going to go to, you're going to say, here, use one of our ancient Jedi interceptors. <laughs> Love to see From those. From Pelimoto. Those are my favorite ships. <laughs> those are my favorite ships. So it goes Jedi, interceptors, Jedi interceptors and then N1 epic. Starfighter. Yeah. So those are my, my top two. If I can see both of those live action again... I'm a, one. I'm a big fan of the ARC-170 Starfighters from Episode 3 that the clone pilots have. Those That that ship design is pretty sleek, but 
Jedi Interceptor. Those are the ones that kind of look like uh, X Wings, right? Yeah, they've got the they've got the with the extra wings. one here and then the two that pop out. Those are know? pretty cool. Yeah, I. So yeah, and then we're gonna go to Tatooine. We're gonna have the final battle with Reva, or uh, it'll be some sort of turnaround where they're. I don't think they're gonna team up, but if they do, that's where they're gonna do it, and okay. then they're gonna go see Darth Vader for that final duel. Ethan, do you think that Reva is gonna fight in this finale, or do you think that Vader and Kenobi are even gonna fight either? Oh yeah, she's gonna go to the mod parlor. parlor. Get, oh, a, yeah, get a chest implant. You know, That's or... going to inflict the best <laughs> rematch of... Because we had the, the first match in episode mm. two <laughs> with, with Reva. So just like they did Darth Maul with Kenobi, <laughs> wow. Reva will be with Darth Vader. And we will get that fleshed out over the Reva spinoff and the Darth Vader spinoff. And they will finally meet. But instead of... By a fire on Tatooine, it'll be on a fire in Mustafar. And Vader will kill Reva in a second. Please play <laughs> Battle of the Heroes or Duel of the Fates. Please, it's my one wish. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I have many wishes, but if I could pick one, it would be have the music hit. One across wish. The stars? Are we going to get across the stars on a flashback? Someone did, I think it was... Um, Ash edits on YouTube. Someone edited the Obi Wan and Anakin Padawan fight with Across the Stars epic theme, and it was that was pretty cool, man. I'm not gonna lie, that was good stuff. But if I could say one thing, it'd just be music. I want to hear the recognizable themes. I don't think we're gonna hear it because we haven't pretty much the whole series. This Natalie Holt giving her all for the Loki series, but I guess she's taking a back seat for the Kenobi series. What's going on, Natalie? You have, I mean, you could have, you could have, could have just took what John Williams and put it in there, man. You didn't even have Lego to Lego Star do Wars, anything. just drag and drop. <laughs> could have done that, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that if anything, Vader and Kenobi are going to fight. If I had to make one prediction, I think they would be stupid. They would absolutely be stupid not to have them fight. No, they would be stupid not to have the Grand Inquisitor. Helicoptering into the scene. Oh, it would have been a perfect That's opportunity. My one win. In this Grand episode. Inquisitor helicopter. Dude, you could have had him do it. He, the, the doors were open and everything. He could have helicoptered. The reveal would have been so cool. Oh, if he, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That would, uh, oh, oh, and he's saying the line that the line your anger is useful, <laughs> but now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that would have been beautiful. Even I, who hates the idea, would have, would have laughed out loud. <laughs> oh, come on, that idea is great. I did not like that idea. Are we going Rebels, to see I Trilla? I don't like it down. Are we going to see Trilla? Absolutely not. Are we going to see Cal? No. Yes. All right, I got your answer. Okay, all right. Ethan, right. yes? All right, yes, we're going to see Cal. Wow, it's three no, we're going to see Yoda. Three yeses. We're going to see Yoda, Quinlan Boss, and Ahsoka all in the... <laughs> Who are we going to see, though? Like, legitimately, are we going to see Yoda? No, right? I think, no. Final predictions. Final predictions. Maybe forced communication with Yoda, I think, would be cool. Yoda and Qui-Gon. Yes, that would be awesome. Because he's he's still known to Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who, Yoda? Yeah, Yoda still knows, or Obi-Wan still knows that Yoda's alive. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, He sends Luke to Dagobah. Are we going to see Qui-Gon? Force Gokes Qui-Gon. Yes. I yes. say yes. We're not going to see him. We're going to hear him. Well, we're going to hear him. We're not going to see him. I think we're going to see him. 
He can't. I think we're going to see Force Ghost Qui-Gon. No, you he can't. He died before he finished his training. Didn't we see him in Clone Wars? So, and I'm glad you... I'm glad you there are Rebels. Up. I'm glad you bring this up. We don't see him in Rebels. We see him in Clone Wars. That's right, Clone Wars. We see him on... finale, yeah. We see him on Mortis. Mortis, And in the season right. six... Well, we hear him in the season six finale, okay. but we see him as a Force Ghost on Mortis. Why wouldn't we see him in this? Because on Mortis, that is a nexus in the Force. The only way he was That's able right. to a- appear on that world is because it was amplified to a degree where he could manifest himself. Mm. He's only ever able to communicate in the physical world via audio, I guess? It's an audio experience with Qui-Gon in the physical world. That's what it is. Are we going to see... Alright, so we're going to hear Qui-Gon. Are we going to see um, an epilogue where we see Obi-Wan complete his training so that he is able to project himself as a force ghost? No. I think we will see the start of him communing with Qui-Gon at the end of this episode. That's what I think. Yeah, I want. So, my two things I want, absolutely need a good Vader duel. Yep. With Kenobi. And then I do need this Qui-Gon thing to pull through. I need uh, Qui-Gon to tell Obi-Wan what's the deal. I need Qui-Gon to instruct Obi-Wan that he has to die in order to push Luke. Mm. To save. Oh, Modus for Episode 4. Yes, his Modus for Episode 4. And also when he fights Vader in Episode 4, if you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Yes. We need to see what Qui-Gon says to him to make Obi-Wan say that to Vader. Mm. So that's what I want. It's a great point, man. Oh, there's so many things that they could do. That and if they had two more episodes to do, oh, it would be perfect. Good lastly, point. lastly, are we going to see the man... Mace Windu. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely. Are we going to see Palpatine? No place. Unfortunately, Ooh. I don't think so. That would be cool. It would be cool. That would be that would be interesting, actually. It would be interesting if we get to see him, Darth Vader, commune with him and say like, "Plans are going." Forward. I have found Kenobi. I have found. Interesting. I am in pursuit. Just a little thing. That would be nice. Even if we Lord Vader. <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting if we could see Sidious. But uh, I don't think there's enough time for it, man. There's not enough we, time we, for all we, of it. We with with just as we did with Boba Fett. We have the same problem. On. We have the same problem when you have a ton to wrap up and can you do it all in one episode? Can you do it well in one episode? They didn't really pull it off with Boba Fett, although they did do a lot with an hour. Book of Boba Fett finale was an hour. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and obviously the biggest critique of this whole series is just the lack of struggle and emotion we've seen Obi-Wan go through. It really was mainly those first two episodes, and we haven't gotten much of that since because after episode three, we should have got a whole episode of him recovering, him regaining his connection yeah. to the Force, and then that's where you get the flashbacks his flashbacks to Anakin and the relationship they had and how he screwed that up, how Anakin now trained this army of Inquisitors, how he failed not only Vader, but he failed the whole Republic. So I wanted to see all that happen, and we didn't get any yeah. of that, and now it's too late for that. So that's the my biggest... Yeah, Another on. prediction. Uh, do you guys think... Because they said all of these Star Wars shows are going to tie into one movie, right? You heard that? Not 
Kenobi. Not Kenobi. Kenobi is a standalone limited series. We're not going to get um, any hints on anything Grogu, anything Din, Mandalorian. I know, and I don't nothing. want that at all. I don't want connections to Mando. There's no place for it in this. I think it's clearly only for fan service. So, yeah, speaking of fan service, so the possibility of Ahsoka showing up, do we know if Ahsoka and Obi-Wan had any communication, or would that break Rebels' canon? That would break Clone Wars' canon, too. Because obviously... He doesn't have any connection with her. I'm almost certain I looked into this, and I, I don't believe Ahsoka said anything because when Ezra is seeking Obi-Wan, Ahsoka is quote-unquote dead mm-hmm. in, well, technically. She's still she's using her codename at this point, right? No, well, yes. That's act. She is part of the Rebellion and is Fulcrum at this Fulcrum, point. Fulcrum, that's right. Rex doesn't know that Kenobi is alive. He even says it in Rebels. No one would like to believe that General Kenobi is still alive more than me, you know? But Ahsoka's not with them at that point. If she was with them, she could have been able to say, oh, yes, I met up with Kenobi. We could still see that. So I don't think it breaks canon if Kenobi and Ahsoka meet. Yeah, so obviously Reva's going to Tatooine. And it would just be so weird if Vader also went to Tatooine because Luke's there. Because That's Vader his home planet. Some... Kenobi ends up staying there. So what if somehow Ahsoka's on Tatooine? She fights Reva and protects Luke. Now that would be something, man. You know, Dave Filoni had some uh, credits. He's in the credits every time. Special thanks to Dave Filoni. So, but he's not in any of the producing, any of the directing. Nothing. No, and he he never was, which is horrible. I don't know what who made that decision. You know, Dave Filoni. I firmly believe that Dave Filoni needs to be a huge part of every single Star Wars mm-hmm. product that comes out from here on out. But There's no one that understands it more than him. Deborah Chow. The creator of the pickle Rick joke from Rick and Morty. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> the greatest No matter how time. great pickle Rick is. And I'm not saying that that isn't great. The funniest joke. <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't, but. Oh, you can skeptical. Is that Deborah Chow? Mm-hmm. So is she involved in She-Hulk too? Oh, wait, wait. Is did I get that flipped? Yeah. The She-Hulk um, writer. Oh, so I might have to fact check that. I, I don't know, have my MDB open. I think you're open. dead wrong. Devotion I'm dead to wrong. accuracy. I am Thank dead you, wrong. Mr. Wenslov. You were right. You were right. I knew it was one of the directors. Uh, she, Hulk. Well, that's anyway, good. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Either way, what I'm trying to say is Dave Filoni needs to be a huge part of Just every, every single show, movie. I don't know. I mean, if he wasn't, he should have been a part of the sequels. Maybe we could have gotten a better story, a more coherent one. But then we wouldn't have gotten it. Beautiful story that is Rebels. I love Ethan. Just a side note. I love that you're you're so enjoying Rebels after you finished it because many people after they watch it fall off. You finished the whole thing and you had such a positive experience. Like it's tough for me to say that Kanan Jarrus is not my favorite character in all of Star Wars. It's, whoa! It's tough for me to say that. Obviously, obviously he's not. But it's very easy for me to say that. I think no one has written better than Kanan, and just his arc on the whole show is beautiful. As they say in Rebels, nobody more than Kanan. Like, oh. And also, shout out to Kanan for uh, actually changing his name to hide from Inquisitors. I don't think Ben Kenobi quite cuts it, <laughs> but changing your name from Caleb Doom to Kanan Jarrus is, is very, 
Kanan uh, <laughs> Jedis, Jedi Knight. Or a Calcastus, who didn't change it at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Kenobi gets a leg up on that. Yeah. Cool. I still think that, um, personally, Calcastus is my favorite. I don't know if you guys could tell. But, in all, uh, of Jedi, all of Star Wars? Your favorite character? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I love Calcastus and what they did with him in Fallen Order. I love to see his interactions with Order 66 firsthand. How we got to play those. Oh, yeah, spoilers for If you ever play Fallen Order, do you know the story at all? No. Oh. I have it saved in my watch later, the whole uh, it is is seven so hour. Good. I'm uh, not going to lie. Cutscenes. Just watch the game. I'll find you one. But it's it's like a Dark Souls game. You got it. It's a difficult I mean, game, but throw it on easy. Yeah, breeze through it. So you're not a game. I'm not a video and game. And that totally fine. I'm not really either. For Star Wars, I make an exception. I'll play the games, you know. But I definitely recommend get delving into that story because it is fantastic. Man. He he dives into the different. Um, he dives into these different Jedi places. Yeah, Dathomir. Um, we get Ilum, which is oh my gosh, such a great, such a great it's level. Awesome! I, I really do love everything in Jedi. There's Fallout. such deep Star Wars lore yeah. in that game that they finally bring to a screen in general, and it, it's just amazing how how fleshed out they made this one character. I'm so excited for Survivor, man! Oh, man. Of all the projects that are coming up, I'm very, very excited for Survivor. It, it's going to be a great game. I want more time to play it, man. I'm just trying to play through Skywalker Saga right now. I'm like, it, we're like 70 days into this game being you released. got to take a weekend. you got to take a weekend. <laughs> Don't have a weekend. <laughs> Come on, bro. Just wait for the holidays. That's, all right. It'll all probably right. release next year during the holidays. Yeah. Too, when uh, the movie, when, whatever movie we're going to get mm-hmm. comes out next year. So, Speaking of the weekend, or uh, Monday more accurately... We're going to have a new podcast coming out, right, on Monday. We're going to yes, resume yes. our uh, Marvel movie marathon with uh, no uh, no better movie than Wesley Snipes' Blade Trinity. So mm-hmm. we're going to... The final Blade movie. First trilogy we're ever completing. I watched it tonight. Won't give away my thoughts. But, um, we're yeah, we're back on it, guys. We... We've been a little busy these past few weeks with a lot going on. <laughs> I moved. I can't say. Yeah, <laughs> Micah moved. I can't say that it's going to slow down, but we are going to we are going to do our very best to get that out on Monday. So and sooner or later, me and Micah will get on a mic and talk about Miss Marvel. We we haven't yet, but hopefully. Brief thoughts so far, Ethan. Brief. Just brief. Just brief. Positive, uh, negative. Yeah, I'm more positive than negative. I've enjoyed it. It's uh, not, of course, a groundbreaking series, but. I thought it's been fun, and uh, I, I like uh, Kamala Khan and Bruno. Yeah. I like their characters. So far, I'm the same way. I love the visuals that they're doing. I think the, the visuals are the strongest point of this series. I like how the, the text messages are displayed. Uh, different a, than Spider-Man. Spider-Man just had, like, the text on the it's screen. It's a very unique style. Yeah, it's very unique. It, it sticks in your head. You know, it's creative. The most creative show we've had so far. I'll and say that. I'll give it credit. It does feel like a show. The mm-hmm. way the episodes are structured. That's our big complaint with these uh, Disney Plus shows, is they feel like broken down movies. This has a show feel to it, and I like that. Reminds me a bit of one of those Disney kids show or the teen shows. Yeah, Disney. Like Jesse or uh, Sweet Life or stuff <laughs> like that. Man. That was a good show back in the Dog day. Dog with a blog. <laughs> But anyway, holy yeah. cow, you're bringing in the, the recent. My stuff. sister was so addicted to that <laughs> Dang. stuff. Dang. <laughs> But anyway, and I was too. 
I think I, I <laughs> nice, nice. I think we. What, I, what was that? In I, I mean, like, oh, that's just so stupid. Why are you watching it? I just stay. Why aren't watch. you watching this today? <laughs> How about kicking it? You watch kicking Instead it? Instead of Clone Wars, I watched that one where they're on the the island. Like the <gasps> pair of kings. Pair of kings. Dude, no way. <laughs> Hold up. The hem show is actually awesome. <laughs> Dude. That theme song, one of the best theme songs. Either All right, I think you're just a out. sucker for shows that take place. On I life. hate laugh tracks now. They're the worst. Kings, Survivor, Lost. I just think you're a sucker for those type of shows. Desert <laughs> Islands, man, they get me. They get you. <laughs> they really, they really do get you. But I think we should wrap it up, guys. I think we've debated this topic. Well, not really debate. I think we're we're pretty unified. For this episode, we're lots to like. Yes, let's get few, this few episode nitpicks. cranking out. That's right. So I think that does it, guys. So yes, as uh, Ethan so astutely pointed out, look forward to our Blade podcast on Monday. We're Blade. resuming the Marvel marathon, and uh, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, so far. Again, leave a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, other than that, this is this has been Kenobi episode five. I am Ben Rayside. I'm Ethan. I'm Micah. And we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day, and may the Force be with you.